Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, welcome back to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan, and with me I have country singer, Brett Arthur Rigby. Say hello, Brett. Hello, Emmy. Good morning, I should say, at least if you're in uh, my time zone. Yeah, he's in Las Vegas. I'm in the East Coast, so it's 2 o'clock here. Yeah. Um, Okay. I have to tell you, the name Brett is very special to me because... I grew up with a Brett and Is that right? he was, he was like a brother to me and he did end up passing away in 2011. But every time I see a Brett, I'm oh. like, Oh, that guy must be great. <laughs> um, well, a little, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. It's a, it's a good name. And it, it was one of the reasons why um, I actually reached out. So, little backstory on Brett and I. I met him through TikTok. And let me tell you something. The first time I saw one of his videos, I was like, who is that? He looks like a human Kendall. Like tall, <laughs> blonde, muscular. Sign me up. Um, hey, I was shocked. I was like, wait, hold on. Who is this guy? And then I followed him on Insta. And he's just he's just a good guy. Like I have nothing I bad to say that. about this guy. I wish I could say something bad, but I can't. He's just he's pretty Well, you've cool. never met me in person and we've never went been drinking together, oh, so uh, there's plenty of time for that. Yeah. Here we <laughs> go. He he's um aside from him being an amazing dresser, by the way, and drop that gorgeous Thank you. he is an incredible musician. I downloaded, well, I actually made a playlist of his music through, because um, I have a YouTube music. And I have to say, there are four songs that stuck out for me. The first <coughs> one, of course, Lucky SOB. I mean, come on. That song is like, really? Classic. It, it's a classic. Like, I feel like wow. I'm listening to Garth Brooks. I like literally was like, Wait. Okay, that's weird. Because <laughs> somebody just sent me a message that said, uh-huh. um, hey, I just saw your album on Spotify, blah, blah, blah. It sounds just like Garth Brooks. That's really weird. See? And that was like 10 minutes ago. I swear. That yeah. song, it's just, I don't know, like the whole vibe of it. It's like Garth Brooks at his greatest. It's so amazing. <laughs> but Well, I wish the rest of the world agreed with you. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, they will. I have to give your they ears. Will. I have to give your ears some uh, a compliment because that's um, that's honestly kind of what I was what I was going for. I'm a big '90s country fan, um, and yeah. I don't, you know, I just don't really vibe with today's country because I don't really mm-hmm. feel like it is. If that makes sense, it's very poppy, right. and there's a lot of you know computers do a lot of the work today. Um, yeah. There's a lot of auto tune and stuff like that, and I'm like, e- that's not really Even in country? The traditional country. Yeah, exactly. So wow. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad you think so. That's shocking. I, I'm shocked that auto tune is in country music. That's like literally. Oh my gosh. You wow. can hear it if you listen close closely enough. Sure. I don't listen to a ton of country music, but 
when something like Garth Brooks is a classic, who the, who the hell grew up in the nineties and didn't listen to Garth Brooks? Like, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that song. So that song was number one. All dressed up. Not gonna lie. Whatever. Amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. Amazing. Okay. Um, the one song that got me in my field, and I, I can't even. I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to it and just bawled. The kid inside, like I cry every time I listen to that, every single time, because wow. I know that that's your story, and I know that that's a lot of our stories. Maybe it's not identical to yours, but super similar. Thank but you. Favorite song of all time of yours, "The Man That I Am." Holy shit, that is like the that's the song that I want. And I think every every woman wants a guy to sing to her. Like, holy shit! Like, I think I that's my favorite too. And I'll oh, be honest with you, you, you probably don't want to hear this, but I, I don't like listening to my own stuff, and I don't listen to my own stuff. And I'm a lot I'm of people super critical, that. super critical mm-hmm. of my own stuff. Yeah, but I honestly just like the record. I like the musicians mm-hmm. um, on that song. You know, I would yeah. I would kill to be able to re-record the vocals on it, but. Um, man, I got oh so gosh, lucky with gosh. these musicians. Seriously, mm-hmm. at the tracking room in Nashville, they were just, mm-hmm. oh, man, they just look at a piece of paper and they lay it down. I mean, it took these guys maybe four hours to do, like, 14 songs. I'm like, wow. oh, my God. It was so cool to watch them work. But these are also guys that are, you know, they used to tour with Willie Nelson, George Strait, Garth Brooks, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You go on, Tracy Bird, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. I really didn't have to do anything. So, but if I could go back and record, re-record those vocals and not be so damn nervous, <laughs> I, I you were nervous. So much different. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Uh, I couldn't. When tell. you walk into this place, tell. you see, yeah, you could see plaques of Willie Nelson and wow. and, and George Strait and their gold records and frames, and I'm like, uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> I was super nervous. That should nervous. motivate yeah, you, can tell. you though. That should motivate well, yeah. you because. But you're there for a reason, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'm just glad you appreciate it. I've, I've never been yeah. someone, and you can tell by my Instagram, I, I, don't, I don't really self-promote. I don't do the social media no. stuff. I don't, I, don't, I don't belong to a label. I did the record all by myself. I did it independently out of my own pocket. So wow. kind of like Macklemore got started in Seattle. He got, you know, he, I kind of followed him in his footsteps with one of his interviews. He paid to do it all himself. And I really, really looked up to that. So that's what I decided to do. So let's just get into it. How did you, did you take voice lessons? Like how did you come to the dream that, okay, I want to be a country music star? How did you get there? The dream was never to be a country music. And by the way, Um, I'm not a star at all. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But I, uh, Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in the theater, uh, my mom, I, but the theater okay. was like my babysitter. Um, mm-hmm. I used to go to the to theater, the to, uh, public uh, community theater is what they call it. Like every day mm-hmm. of the week, we, I would do workshops, I'd be in plays, I'd be in uh, the musical stuff there growing up. And, and then I, my mom took me to church, and so then I started singing more and more and more, and it became a yearly thing. I, there was never a year of my life, and this is actually true, where I was not in a production of some kind ever. And I went to New York, and I went to music school, and I studied performance. I studied voice, blah, blah, blah. And then I had the opportunity to move to L.A. 
But when I moved to L.A., it was 2009, and mm-hmm. that was the boom of reality TV, and that's mm-hmm. what everybody in L.A. was focusing on in 2009. Nobody gave a crap about musicians. And still today, mm-hmm. if you go to L.A., forgive me, but you're not going to make a lot of money being a musician, mm-hmm. same like in Nashville. But in Vegas, we've got the casinos backing us. We've got the trade shows mm-hmm. and the conventions backing us, so you can actually make a living here. Um, so when I first moved to Vegas, I still had never sung a country song. But my agent heard me sing, a, sing karaoke once. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I did Friends in Low Places or Johnny Cash, something like that. And he's like, mm-hmm. why don't you sing country music? Why don't we put a band behind you? And so that was like 2011. And so mm-hmm. he put a band behind me. And then I started writing. And that was a wrap. That was it. And so here I am. Wow. Now, did you listen to country music before then, before your agent oh, God. suggested it? Yeah. Um, okay. My dad was on the road all the time, so I would just sit in the car and wait to, for him to finish. He was an auctioneer, so he'd be in there doing the auction stuff, and I'd sit in the car and listen to uh, Jim Reeves, Tennessee Ernie Ford, Willie Nelson, Johnny mm-hmm. Cash, obviously, um, Frank Sinatra, a lot of Elvis, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's He's super old school, and so that's kind of how yeah. I grew up singing. And he loves to sing too, so that's where I kind of got the that low country vibe, vibe, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what about do you have siblings that are into the same like country music or? I have a younger brother who's a professional mm-hmm. cheerleader for the Tennessee Titans. Wow. And he's also a yes. And he's also a voiceover artist. He's got that really low voice like my dad has. Um, I don't have the super low voice like they have. They have that, like, announcer voice, and it sounds like this when they talk, and it's like, oh, that's so uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he's uh, my only uh, sibling, little brother. Okay. Okay. Um, country music. How do you even begin to, like, all right, so you have an agent. You want to do country music. Now what? What's right. the next step? Well, so I'm, I'm very fortunate because I have a couple agents here in Vegas who have been here longer than any other agent, right? He's been here like 30-something mm-hmm. years, and so mm-hmm. he already knows everybody. Um, yeah. Now, the hard part was forming a band, okay? And anybody in Nashville mm-hmm. will tell you the same thing, I'm sure, because, well, first of all, there's not a lot of country musicians in Vegas, Right. And the number one question I'm asked all the time, literally the number one question is, why don't you go to Nashville? I don't understand mm-hmm. why you're not in Nashville. Well, if you actually sit and think about it, it's common sense, right? There's five million <laughs> uh, country musicians in Nashville all trying to compete for maybe a dozen spots on Broadway. They're all literally playing yep. for tips. Some of them yep. actually pay to play, and you can't survive that way. Plus – I can't do the roommate deal. So <laughs> there's some really mm. good uh, musicians in Vegas. And, you know, there was a lot of trial and error. But I have run across some really talented people. And I'll be honest with you, and I'm not being just, like, humble. They are way more talented than me. And so I, my, my thing, if people ask, like, the key to success is just to keep yourself surrounded by professional musicians, guys that don't drink Mm -hmm. on the job, guys that don't show up hungover, guys that don't show up late, guys that do the homework. That's usually a stereotype of a musician, but not really in this town. These guys are tenured. They're veterans. They've been there before. They've done that. They've been through the gauntlet of the industry. Mm -hmm. 
So I just keep them around me. That's all I do. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that's actually a good philosophy to have. I think a lot of people spend way too much time keeping their friends around them that they can work with as well. You you want to keep professionals, whether they're your friends or not. You're exactly right. Period. And that's yeah, yeah, that's what they do. And you just cannot do that. You cannot Mm -hmm. do that because when you're in my position and your Mm -hmm. family name is on the banner on the the marquee. You know, yeah. your family name. It's you. All the stress, all the pressure, all the mistakes mm-hmm. fall on you. And you don't yeah. want to involve friendships into something like that. So while I do love my band and I do consider them my family, you know, we don't usually go out and hang out or go out partying and drinking. We keep a very mm-hmm. uh, appropriate professional distance. And I think that's why we've lasted so long, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no drama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. No drama. Like, there's never drama. Nice. Um, so, is that your profession? Is this your profession? You don't have like a side gig or anything. It's just strictly music, 100%. When COVID, that's a that's a great question. When uh, when COVID mm-hmm. hit, mm-hmm. that is all I did. We had several residencies up and down the strip. Oh. We worked several nights a week. We were killing it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and then COVID came and as you can imagine, like unplugged our lives. I mean, it just turned Mm -hmm. everything I'd ever worked for since I was 10 years old upside down. It was just gone overnight. So I, I didn't want to just sit still and be stagnant. So I actually went to auction school, auctioneer school, and I uh, got my license because that's what my dad does. And it's so much fun. You still get to be on the, on the microphone. And I can do it. I can do the auction chant. And so I was like, and I actually have a song, as you know, <laughs> Emmy, called uh, the auctioneer song. And I was like, okay, you know what? I want to go get my license. I want to do this because the auctions are fun. And we still have a lot of those, like the benefit auctions that come to Vegas. Wouldn't it be yep. smart to be able to do that? And so I started doing that. And then I started teaching at um, School of Rock. I started teaching young nice. kids who already, yeah. They were uh, talented young musicians with supportive and motivated families backing them, and it was just like a life changer. These kids are so freaking talented. Like, that was a, an amazing experience for me. Sometimes that's all kids need is an adult to believe in them. Like, when I was uh, younger, having my mother buy me packs of paper when I wanted to write, Unbelievable. I think I thought right. I could do anything after that, you know? So yes. what you what you're doing is amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. Um there's you know, it's so funny when I meet people online and then get them on the show. They are so it's like they're they're like human. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know all this <laughs> stuff about you. You know, I just right, you know, know, get a couple of posts, thought you were hot and whatever, but Finding out I know, so much more about you is amazing. I know. I get yelled at all you the time. Are Why are very, you on social media more? You're particular with your posts. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But it's fine. It's your, yeah. Hey, it's your social media. Do what you want with it. You know? Like, okay. Good heck? advice. Good advice. I do, I do have a question. So Uh-oh. for me, no, no, no. It's not a bad question. For me, my government name is Emily O'Quinn. But... Okay. I go by Emmy Morgan because there was already an Emily O'Quinn. There was already an Emily Morgan. 
you go by your full government name. You're putting your shit out there. Is there um, a reason why you put your whole name out there? There's a very good reason. Um, okay. When I started well, doing this. short in the bar, just to let everybody know. Yeah. E-A-R, but. <laughs> Which actually works because well, the locals just call it yeah. the bar band. And I kind of like oh. that. kind of stuck. Because we do play in bars sometimes. So it's the bar band, B-A-R. Oh. I'm like, okay, deal. That's cute. Whatever. Um, but <clears throat> so when I first started, like, writing music and producing music and put, putting music out there, it turns out there's another Brett Rigby. And oh, my God. He's, he's, yeah, but he's never done original music. He doesn't write. He just did one album, I think it was, and it was, like, uh, covers of show tunes, and he put it mm-hmm. on iTunes. So anytime – and he did it many, many years ago, I believe, maybe 15 years ago. And so anytime mm-hmm. someone would, would Google me or search me for country – his stuff would come up first because that was Google's algorithm back then. Mm -hmm. And so now he's an agent, believe it or not. And we've actually talked to each other because we have to, because we're kind Mm -hmm. of in the same industry. Now he's a theatrical agent in New York city. (laughs) And so I'm constantly getting emails from people trying to be actors and actresses and they want representation. (laughs) I'm like, um, and I, I can't lie. Sometimes I look at their resume. I'm like, no, you're never going to make it. (laughs) But I'll go ahead and, Oh, your shit to the other Brett Rigby. <laughs> no, I would never. I would never. I want to so bad. I think that'd be such a fun job. I don't know. Just like the pressure. Wouldn't you get like desensitized after a while? Like at first you'd feel bad, but then after a while you'd get so desensitized to crushing someone's dreams that you'd just be like, eh, whatever. I don't you know. know. I Are you talking it. about like from an age, from an agent? Standpoint, like point of view. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, I I got a little taste of it when I was teaching. Oh, Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know. But I tell you what, anything, and this is, I hesitate to do these podcasts. Okay, I mean, because I, I have no filter. All right, I I usually stick my foot in my mouth at (laughs) least four or five times during these deals. So you're fine. You're I'm fine. not a big fan of the American Idol stuff and the voice yeah. type stuff. I don't yeah. think it teaches children how to become a successful musician. And Dave Grohl mm-hmm. from Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, I think that's Dave Grohl. Yep. 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 He posted something a long time ago about how, you know, American Idol and, and the voice is just not what kids should be watching. It's not how you become a musician. You don't, go stand in line for six hours and then let someone mm-hmm. who's a, you know, a rapper or something tell you that you're not talented. That's not what yep. you do. You spend decades learning, studying, uh, going to school, getting an education, um, and mm-hmm. you deal with rejection. You deal with rejection. Mm-hmm. That's your full-time job. You're going to be rejected 99% of the time, and you're going to play in garages, and you're going to suck, and you're going to make friends, and you're going to learn a, an instrument, that's what it's all about. It's not six hours of fame of standing in a line. And that's what I really loved right. about teaching. And that's what I really don't like about the voice in American Idol. Forgive me, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when they had Nicki Minaj be a judge on American Idol, like, what are you doing? Whoa, <laughs> like, Brad. She can't sing. She can't Whoa, sing. Whoa, Brad. She's teaching Whoa. these kids how to sing. I'm like, what are you doing? Brad. This is the auto tune stuff, and her lyrics are disgusting. 
and you've got millions of young kids sitting here thinking, oh, well, Nicki Minaj is going to teach me how to be a singer. Oh, shit, no. Don't even get me started. Right, you you know just I'm came right. on here and chose no. violence. I am not agreeing. Guys, I am not agreeing with him. I am not agreeing I with know him. Super Bass is Minaj, one of my favorites. And that's favorites. why I brought it up. Yeah, you did. Why would you hurt <laughs> me like that? Why would you do that? We have to make this entertaining and interesting. Our people are just not going to listen to the whole thing. I literally asked you on in good faith, and you just took a dagger to my heart. <laughs> to my heart, Brad. Well, that, is this our first fight? You know, it's like... Okay, this is going to make you feel better. When I when right. I was in L.A., I had no money. Yep. I had no car. Mm-hmm. I was catering at big parties. And mm-hmm. the, like one of the first big celebrity things I did is when Nicki Minaj was just starting out. And okay. I was holding a tray of champagne, and she walked by me, and she was like half my size. She's a little bitty, but she was very sexy. Oh, yeah. She's very pretty. In person, she looks yeah. amazing. But mm-hmm. she was a really good performer. I got to give it to you. On stage, yeah. she did a great job. I don't know why she turned so like. I don't know. I don't feel like she performs as much as she used to when she was starting. We're talking 2009 when I saw her perform. Yeah. And yeah. it was great. And she was so nice to us, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Um. So I'll give that to you. But I don't think she's in a position to be teaching children how to sing, and I'm going to stick with that. I mean, that was a long time ago. I know, I, I, but still, but it happened. She wasn't the only person. She, I think with the judges, they all have their lane. I think Nikki's lane was performing. Mariah was I there. I totally agree. How to sing. Yeah. And I so wish I that's what they would have done. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. They should have done it like that show uh, – Queer Eye. You know how they each have their own Uh, lane and Mm -hmm. they're specific to that? Mm -hmm. Like one guy does food. One guy does Mm -hmm. grooming. One guy does fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what they should have done with American Idol. Nicki Minaj does performing. Uh, Jennifer Lopez does dance. Um, Steven Tyler does vocals. That would have made it a show to watch for me. Yeah. I mean, that's what I assumed why she was there because she balanced out the others. I didn't look at it thinking, oh, Nicki Minaj knows how to sing. She she kind of does, but she's not, like, a, known for being oh, a singer. Oh, gosh. And okay. Like, she's around singing people that, that sing. She's around them, so she does know what a good voice is. And she's in the industry, you know? So hey, don't, she's don't hot, punching and down she's my a good feet. performer. But I, I don't know. You might be the first Brett I have to have a, you know, little side conversation with. Come on now. That's my Nikki. <laughs> I'm sure like, you're going to send me an Instagram message <laughs> as soon as we hang up, hang up. I know it. I will not. I will probably. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I probably will. She, she's okay. Anyway, um, so right now you're doing the – are you still teaching School of Rock and Auctioneering, or have you moved back 100% into music? Good, good question. Right now. Um, mm-hmm. I just moved back to Vegas um, in July. I got a house here. So that's oh, kind of okay. a permanent move for now. Yeah, I know, right? Um, wow. I'm not teaching anymore because the, the School of Rock stuff was in Virginia Beach during COVID. I was in Virginia doing oh, that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if they have a School of Rock here in Vegas anymore. But if they did, I totally would. And I did used to teach here at Broadway Dreamers is what we called it. It was a nonprofit here. And it was oh. awesome. And I do still do the uh, the auctions. We have 
several big conventions that come to town every year, obviously. And a lot of times they'll hire an auctioneer to do the fundraising event. And so I do a lot of those. And I do, believe it or not, racing quarter horse auctions with my dad, cross country, and real estate auctions for him sometimes because he's big into the real estate auctions as well out in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Nice. So your family's awesome. But yeah, Vegas so is just yeah, Vegas is full time music. Okay. Right. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, how is it? How's it going? I mean, like, are you back into residencies? That's a good question too. Gosh, you did your homework, didn't you? You had these all <laughs> written down. I know Listen, it. Listen, it's not my first You're literally time going down the list of questions. You wrote everything <laughs> no, down. You're so damn professional and organized, and I didn't write down a damn thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know no, okay, so Stop. we were all excited. We were all excited mm-hmm. in June. Mm-hmm. We all waited for yep. like 18 months. Oh, my God, Vegas is going to come back. And yeah. it did look really good. We started getting gigs. And then July 31st, they brought back the mask mandate. Um, and that broke a lot of hearts because the shows came back. They spent a lot of money. The investors came back. You know, a lot of Cirque shows, like, retired here, and that was really devastating. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of large conventions found yeah. other cities to go to, right, during that 18 months, yeah. and they're not mm-hmm. coming back. Why would they? A big one was um, the PBR convention or convention, the, like, tour, the professional bull riders would come here, and it was big, brought a lot of money here. And they went to Texas, and they're not coming back. So things like that were devastating. And the mask mandate is still here. However, Mm -hmm. um, the local casinos have been great, and the gigs have stayed put, and they are coming back. And my band performs all the time, especially when the big names come in. We always play um, like the George Strait after party, Garth Brooks. We're opening for Toby Keith in two weeks in Laughlin. Um, we just played NASCAR last weekend. So the gigs are here, and we don't have to wear mm-hmm. a mask on stage or anything goofy like that. Um, right. Yeah, that but, would be weird. Exactly. But it's not 100% normal yet. Like if you go to Gillies yeah. in Treasure Island on the Strip, that's a big place. Uh, the mm-hmm. dance floor is not 100% normal. You have to wear a mask mm-hmm. on the dance floor. They don't have bands during the week anymore. So. Is it 100% Vegas yet? It is not because there's still a mask mandate here, but it is getting a lot better, and it's moving very, very quickly, and our numbers have begun dropping like flies, Good. which is great news. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's looking – honestly, it's looking up. I think by the end of the year, potentially like January 2022, it could be Vegas business as usual. Yeah. Um. For everybody's livelihood, that's great. How mm-hmm. is the band doing, like, emotionally with all this stuff? I mean, this is like sounds like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> you could like, say that. Oh I, I, I definitely took it the hardest. Yeah, um, of course. Because I had, my, I had my hands in a lot of projects when everything hit. Um, I canceled 63 gigs <gasps> um, no. when COVID hit. So you can imagine what that does to my bills, my livelihood, oh. my home, you know, a truck payment, all that stuff, just gone. You know, oh the governor doesn't God. get it. You know, he just come along and unplug it, no, no big deal. And don't get right. me started on how the local government treats the entertainers in this town. It's never made sense to me. This is the entertainment capital of the world, right? The entertainers yep. literally made this city what it is. However, Correct. the bartenders 
are the only ones that have a union or have health insurance. We're still <laughs> struggling and begging for gigs. The bartenders are over here pouring glasses of wine and pouring, uh, opening beer, and they have free health insurance. Oh, it's bullshit. And so <clears throat> whenever they just pulled the plug on all the gigs and the entertainment, I mean, it was just mm-hmm. devastating. And they did a terrible mm-hmm. job organizing the unemployment and the gig workers uh, unemployment, I guess you could call it, the PUA, mm-hmm. Pandemic un- un- Unemployment Assistance Program. It took mm-hmm. months to get any people assistance or aid or help. Um, in fact, they called Las Vegas ground zero um, uh, for unemployment at one, at one point. Yeah, well, it's all entertainers. What do you do when you take away a microphone from the entertainment capital of the world? It's dead. Right. It's done. Right. So my musicians handled it well. They just started doing studio stuff. They started writing, um, gaining weight. <laughs> uh, I, I went to Nashville. Yeah, I mm-hmm. went to Nashville, and I started riding again, and I helped my little brother move into his new place, and I got to see some family, and my dad ended up moving to Nashville, so I helped him move, and then I went to oh. Virginia, and I started teaching music, and I got my auction license, so I didn't sit still. That's not my, that's not my thing. When I knew yeah. this was going to be long-term, and I saw what the government was doing, and when I started getting these emails, like, falling from the sky, Brett, this gig's canceled, Brett, this gig's canceled, Brett, this gig's mm-hmm. canceled, I said, okay. Time to go. Wow. So you're back. You have a house. Were you able to salvage those gigs at all? Some of them at least? Any of them? Oh, um, I would say 75%. You know, there was a couple venues that that just could not survive the pandemic, like Toby Keith's uh, was a really Mm -hmm. fun bar in Harrah's. Mm-hmm. And it's permanently closed now because it could not it could not survive the pandemic. Um, there's a couple local casinos that people loved, like the Palms. The Palms mm-hmm. is still closed. It did not survive. Um, it has what? still not opened. I know. Yeah. Um, Eastside Cannery still closed. Did not survive. Um, and we had residencies in two of those properties right there. So those are gone. Oh, no. But Gillies is coming back. You know, mm-hmm. well, you know, the local government here is very, um, very stingy uh, with social distancing, and that's what I do. You know, I'm in that industry, so I got hit the hardest, right? We're going to social yeah. distance. We're going to wear masks, which means the casino is going to say, oh, well, we don't have an entertainment budget then. Why would we do that? That's stupid. Nobody's going to come see a band. Um, so that's starting to go away. Live entertainment yeah. starting to come back. Cirque de Soleil starting to come back, which is huge for the mm-hmm. city. Conventions, yeah. trade shows starting to come back. Yeah, so the sun is shining and it's rising. Um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Things are getting better. But it's, like I said earlier, it's, um, it's like 75% Vegas right now. Wow. Are you, um, have you ever thought about going back to L.A. with your new perspective on life, maybe trying your luck in Hollywood, like acting or Oh my God. Anything like that? No? Okay. I just I just wanted to know. I mean you know I've always enjoyed, you know, that kind of stuff. But you grew up in the theater. You, you you yeah, you and I both know it does not pay uh the truck payment. <laughs> it does not pay the bills. Not unless and, you're an A lister, yeah. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about Vegas for somebody like me is I, I am 
blessed enough to be able to do more than one thing on the microphone. And so there's a lot of opportunities for people who work on a microphone in the entertainment capital of the world when it's Mm -hmm. business as usual. So I don't, you know, and I have so many good friends that are musicians in LA. I mean, you wouldn't believe, I mean, they're excited about a gig. It's going to pay them 75 bucks. I'm like, how do you live like that? How do you survive? They also have like five or six roommates. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. unless you're headlining House of Blues every week, mm-hmm. forget it. Wow. Having said all that, any new music coming, new residencies you want to plug, anything? It's um, your chance, buddy. Well, we're going to be at the Golden Nugget uh, in two weeks. For the Toby Keith concerts, he'll be there for two days. That's going to be so much fun. There's a brand-new mm-hmm. country club that just opened in Las Vegas called The Summit, uh, and we're going to help establish them with some live entertainment for a huge event they have. Uh, November 5th, okay. there's going to be a lot of celebrities, and A-listers are going to be there. I can't name names, but it's going to be super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> NFR is coming back this year, and that's going to be at the beginning of December. That'll be 11 nights. Um, so we'll be playing at the Mandalay Bay for the National Finals Rodeo, um, along with Sam's Town and uh, a couple other places. We'll be in Pahrump at the Golden Nugget there, New Year's Eve. Um, mm. Just check back with VegasBrett.com occasionally for any new music and any new okay. shows. I try to stay on top of that best I can. And I am the world's worst on the planet with social media. So if you don't see me yeah. post for four months, I'm not dead. Um, I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably uh, working in my yard or uh, writing a song or uh, rehearsing or something like that. I just I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm believe it or not. I'm not the You're selfie not person. I don't like yeah. posting. Well, you saw mm-hmm. yesterday I posted a selfie and I was so proud yep. of myself, but it was still like the wrong way. You know, like pointing at the the mirror. I, I don't mean... know how to do it with the face thing. <laughs> It Shut was a up. good selfie. I, I like didn't that. want to say anything. I was like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good selfie. Listen, the subject <laughs> is, is it a selfie nice. if the camera's pointing at a mirror? I don't know. There should be a word for that. I mean, it was more of a onesie because you were the only person in it. It wasn't really a there selfie. There you go. But there you go. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. And for the listeners out well, there, it was in the bathroom, too. So it was super white trash. And uh, I was I a little mean, embarrassed okay. after I posted it. Can, but. Can, can we clear this up? There's no way in hell you will ever represent white trash. Let's just clear that one up. Right and I think that's what I told you through DM. I'm like, that's white trash? Yeah, true. right. Yeah, there's no way in hell you'd ever be white trash. I've seen I was just trash. making fun of it myself because I was wearing my, I know uh, you were. my old Hollister gym shorts and a orange hat with my uh, earbuds in my ears holding a Starbucks and no shave. I'm like, Okay, you know what? If I'm going to post something like this, I want to show the world that I kind of don't give a shit. So there we go. Okay. First of all, that's and then I'll make every fun, girl's Yeah, dream. and then I want to make, <laughs> make fun of myself by calling it white trash. Right, right. white trash. Yeah. Right. And then it turned around, and everyone else was, like, liking hearts and everything because he doesn't realize how hot he is, but whatever. It's fine. Whatever. But he realize how hot. See? He doesn't, and he doesn't take compliments very well. But anyway. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll work on that, too. I've heard work. that a lot. No, you won't. 
No, you weren't. No, you will not work <laughs> on it. So don't even lie to me. Got to stay humble, Andy. Yes, you do. You do. And you are a humble guy. That's why we've gotten along so well. Um, Thank you. Any last words before we sign off? This, this was, was a lot more fun so than I thought amazing. it would be. I usually don't like to do these I, things. You are a uh, – you know me. You know that I would never I know. ambush you, so, and I'd always funny... make you laugh. Thank you. You do. And that's why um, when I haven't done one of these in like a year and a half, eh, about a year ago, I did the Les Grossman thing. God, don't get me started. Uh-huh. But you always make me laugh, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a good one. She's going to have some good questions, so we better do this I, one. Yeah. I really appreciate it. This was fun. I appreciate you. Come back anytime. I'm here. You know. Um, cannot. Wait to draft this DM to you. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but I know I'm going to say something funny. Nicki Minaj rules. Uh, Ooh, good one. Okay, I'll think of that. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate you, too. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Okay, take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, Brett. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.